What does people plus food service plus conversation equal? The Food Service for Thought podcast. Produced by Forbes, Heaver, and Wallace and hosted by Carrie Clements and Justin Oliveras, the bi-monthly podcast connects the food service industry through in-depth conversations with chefs, restaurant equipment suppliers, food service establishment owners, and so many others that make up our wonderful industry. If you like food, people, and great conversation, we think you will enjoy the Food Service for Thought podcast. Hey, we're so glad you could join us. We are so thrilled to speak with William Garner, the food and retail manager at USAA. He is an incredible guy, and uh, if you're tuning in, congratulations. You get to hear a little bit about him. He really is awesome. He's been with USAA since 2007, and before that, he served 30 years in the United States Air Force. To boot, he's got an impressive impressive and uh, intimidating number of master's degrees. And he's a member of the board of directors for Big Brothers Big Sisters of South Texas and also his local HOA. And then just to add a little bit more to the pile of obligations and commitments he's made, he also serves on the media ministry at his church. So uh, clearly he is a big giver. Uh, Service is a um, big part of William's life. Together with his wife, Ingrid, they have six kids and seven grandkids. Their children are active in military service and higher education. And I'm not sure when they find the time, but they also like to travel and treat themselves to special meals at fine dining restaurants. Hopefully they get to start doing that again soon. Hopefully we all do. Anyway, welcome, William. It's a pleasure having you here. The psychic hotline's super busy right now. Excuse me? <laughs> I said, I wonder if the psychic hotline's really busy now. Do you think a lot of people are like, hey, what, what's the deal? Hey, because they were they were busy before. Knows. You know, and and, and and that's that's the thing. You know, <laughs> Just you, not to laugh. You, you guys know in your business, you're so used to doing stuff. Yeah. And you're used to planning and you're used to helping people and you're used to doing all this stuff. And and, and now that has slowed down. So now what do you do with your time? You had to find other things to do. You know, you had to find other ways to keep your 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 mind busy. Find different ways to help people. Because you guys are in the helping business, you know. But if half your customers aren't doing anything, that means that half your brain can't be doing nothing either. <laughs> you yeah, know, and that's how it's... I look at this. But at my age, retirement sounds sweet. <laughs> What's funny is... is is then that's a whole other set of problems in different different ways and challenges. But it's on your it's on your your terms, right? And Justin and I were talking about this last week. Um, not retirement, but but <laughs> but just yeah. Newsflash: Justin's retiring. We knew what to do before, yeah. and a lot of what we did came to us because it was like you solving problems. You know, yeah. hey, William's on the phone. He's got this issue at Colorado Springs. Can we get the rep that's out there to go or service? What do we need to do? You know, but just start the brains going. And now the brain is going, but it's 
it's processing so differently. I mean, you know, I try to think about the future, whatever that is, and what can I bring into that future from now? And, mm-hmm. and not just a gratitude for being around other people, which I keep telling everybody, be prepared for five-minute hugs. I'm going to be very unproductive for a very long time because, you know, I, I mean, I might have to just go buy a hazmat suit and just yeah. start, you know, coming over for a hug. <laughs> yeah. You know, for such a long time, you know, folks in your situation, in mine, uh, we spend so much time solving other people's problems. And I mean, that's that's our fix. We get high on this stuff. And then when there's no one to fix, they're going to end up fixing us. Yeah. Because know, right? we're, we lost what we do best. Yeah. God, you know? that's and, so well said. What, I didn't know this was going to turn into group therapy, but you, this is pretty, I mean, you're spot <laughs> on that that's what's been the struggle is that we are guided by, you know, the high of helping someone, the high yeah. of solving the puzzle, uh, someone else's puzzle, solving that for them. And, you know, every now and again, we get a thank you. And we, and every experience, we learn it and take it into the next one. And our building blocks are, have been taken away from us for sure. For sure. We have, you you know, uh, I go back to the thing, uh, this book I read, it's called Seduced by Success. And success messes with our psyche and, and, and it dry and it dry and it drives us and it's it's something that when you when you get a small piece of that cake you want another piece of that cake. And then you want another piece of that cake. And then next thing you know, <clears throat> you you have this massive thing that that we do that gives us this this high because we are doing things above our expectations because we thought we couldn't fix everybody's problems, but look, we're fixing 99% of people's problems and just reaching those levels of highs, you know, you can get addicted to that, you know, and, and and it's, and it's crazy, you know, but when that's taken away and I just, I, I, I look for myself now, I can't walk down my hallways and find 10 things to fix. So it's yeah. kind of it's, it's kind yeah. of a downer. Just things on the fly that that you that 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 you miss that we did on a daily basis. I'll tell somebody the other day. I said half my day was spent just by things I found by walking up down the hallways, going from one episode to the next. But when you're not doing that, there there's there's things that are missing. It's like it's like being married, but your wife is. In, in another town for six months at a whack, you know, there's there's this there's stuff that's missing. The the silver lining to all this is everybody since they've been at home, everybody's got like a new accent wall, right? <laughs> everybody's got a barn door in their bathroom now. Everybody's garage is nice and clean. No, it's not. <laughs> no, but w- William, on a, on a serious note, you're right, and I I've talked to to Carrie about this a number of times. That for me, in an outside sales position as a rep. I really have been struggling to, how do I quantify productivity, right. right? How do I justify at the end of the day that I have a paycheck? And it goes beyond just shifting from helping people to doing stuff remotely or whatever, because at some point you just kind of feel like I'm just kind of stuck in this fog of purgatory and, you know, there's only so much I feel like I can do and everybody else is kind of in the same boat. So it's like, what do, what do we do? And missing out on that collaborative part right of being able to to partner with someone and help them solve a problem like you said of 
hey, we're going to develop these little mini marts inside of our store. Like, what a fun process that had to have been at the beginning to develop what the look and feel of those is, is going to look like and what's the purpose of them and who they're going to serve and where they're going to be located and, and not having those types of projects to look forward to um, is, is, is very discouraging. It is. Uh, but on a positive note, uh, on a positive note, I wanted to ask you something, Carrie. If, if this is if this is okay, William, is there something not to put you on the spot, but we'll put you on the spot, which is always great to say, right? Like when people are like, not to be rude, it's like, okay, you're about to be rude, so just lay it on me. But is is there is there something uh, sort of internally in the BNI sector that that the average person or even the average person in our industry might not realize that's sort of like a fun fact related to some some of the operations or just sort of the scope of it or or anything to that that you maybe could speak to that was that might be a little surprising to the average person to know well i I can tell you um i don't know if there's any fun facts but when i generally talk to somebody about 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 bni uh they really don't understand that there's businesses out there in the food industry that feeds employees. And, 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 and it's strange to me when I look out, when I look out and someone asks a questions and I tell them where I work, who are you feeding? The employees. Well, y'all feed the employees? Uh, that's, that's why I got a paycheck. Because <laughs> I'm feeding the employees. You know, and so I think there's a misconception about what B&I is. I think some people think that business industry is feeding customers off the streets. But what... We feed employees, you know. Yeah, I don't um, think people realize why that is either. The, the why that benefits USAA to service their employees to the extent that or, you know, or any anybody who's feeding any employer who is providing food service um, to their employees, they're they're it's a brilliant it's a brilliant thing to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I guess they don't know why. Keeping employees inside your buildings gives the company some intangibles most people don't think about. Productivity. BNI has shown productivity for the businesses when people don't go out. When I look at when I look at our employees, and you can imagine the risk being in insurance and the risk uh, if a person has to leave the building and go to lunch. Well, now you got to give them enough time to go to lunch, eat. And then come yep. back. Well, how many of those do you think might get in an automobile accident or something like that while they're, while they're off campus? How many of them do you think will come back and get back on that clock on time? There's all these things that, that we think about when we're saying we're going to offer you this as, as a benefit to you as an employee to keep you here. We're going to keep you safe. We're going to give you nutritious meals. We're going to worry about your nutrition. We're going to worry about your health and well-being. And then we know that when you get back and you're working on the phone or whatever you're doing, uh, mentally you're in the right space. You're going to be doing the right things and you're going to be more productive uh, for us when you're happy. And that turns into your attitude towards the members that call in. When you call in and you're having those good communications um, back and forth, then people buy more products. So there's a lot, there's a lot to this that people just don't understand. And it's not just one thing, it's just a multitude of a thousand tiny little things right. that makes what we do worthwhile. We should have started with that because it is fascinating how many little tiny things that 
you guys do that go, I mean, even just being seen as such a great employer, you know, and being able to, you know what, I'm going to take us, I'm going to get two salads, I'm going to take one home with me. And you guys incentivize the employees for um, taking advantage of the healthy options you guys have. Yes. You know, and one of the things we did during the pandemic was when people couldn't come to work, uh, we did set up a uh, a take-home program where we would make, you would call in, uh, we'd make the meals, and then you do a drive-through, and we put the meals in your trunk, and you keep going. You know, so we, we did things like that. Wow. But I'm going to tell you, and, and, and Carrie, you probably really realize this. When, when, when you take care of your employees, they produce for you. Yeah. They, they, they really produce for you. So you, you, you have to care about what they do. And it's not so much about uh, how much money I'm giving you. It's about how much love I'm giving you. Yeah. Because if I can, if I, if I can love on you and, and, and make you feel good and uh, make you feel appreciated, you're, you're going to work for me. And, and that's one of the things we do. And I know that you do. And I think that's why you get the productivity out of your employees like we get out of ours. Yeah, they must think we don't like them very much because, I mean, lately. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that. Listen, and right now, I mean, we've said this a hundred times. I know it's time for us to wrap up. But, I, you know, anybody that listens, I think it's really important not to measure your productivity now in comparison to your productivity before covid and and it and it's it, it is a t- a lot of tiny th- tiny tiny things that makes that true, um, yeah. And and so it, you know this idea that you've got to double down um, and and just work all the time because you're not going anywhere and you know the weekend does is just another day so. I guess that goes to giving love, like USAA saying, okay, if, you know, we're going to look at this. If you don't need to come in, why come in kind of deal, you know? But looking at all the, the mental health of your employees right. is the most important thing right now. I mean, you know, we don't know how to do that, but we just keep doing what we do, you know, caring, yeah. I guess. Well, I've enjoyed this episode, but I always enjoy uh, getting to be around you. You know, thinking about not being at NAFM or not, you know, we missed the NRA show and just all these opportunities that we've missed that, you know, before I hated packing for them. I, what am I going to wear? And, you know, how many shoes am I going to take? And da, 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 da. And now I'm like, I, I, you know, when I put on makeup, my husband's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to be on on a go-to meeting or a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting or what have you. I'm not going anywhere ever again, I don't think. <laughs> my, my advice to everybody on that is next year's NAFM, I'm going to get in line right now for the bar at the hotel lobby because that son of a gun is going to be long when everybody in the industry gets back together. Oh, my gosh, I know. They're going to have to set up. They're there you not go. the. Not because we drink I'll alcohol, just round. because it's a good gathering place, is what I think you're saying. It, it is, but I'm yeah. gonna tell you what: don't don't discard That's your creativity I mean. either, because you know you go to these places and you see things uh, that it just generate things in your mind about what you could do when you get back home. You know. That's one of the things I miss about coming to you guys' show because it's so beautiful and it's so intimate and and it's so compact that it's just a great feeling of understanding things and and seeing things and 
and running home with a thousand ideals of how to make your operation more better, more efficient. I know. I'm going to start crying. I really am. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. Gone. What? Carrie has a heart? Turns out. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's it's okay. Maybe It's 1030. It's not too early to drink. I'm out of chocolate, so I don't know what my <laughs> options are otherwise. <laughs> if you're, if you're listening, send chocolate. Oh, my gosh. Well, this has been uh, – I knew that we would enjoy talking to you, but it's actually been a, a pretty decent therapy session. A <laughs> uh, really – well, because we've been talking a lot to each other and, um, and to our manufacturers, which is good. And, and customers, you run out of things to say because if it's a restaurant supply company, which I will say to anybody listening who is a food service operator, buy locally. Buy from your restaurant supply companies locally. Those people, especially if you're a restaurant, are eating in your, your, your eateries and, and, and spending, you know, their decreasing discretionary funds to support you and i know a lot of people are buying online um and those guys aren't going to hurt if we buy we're not going to be hurting anybody if we support local so um and for us you know there's only so much to have conversations with them because so many of their projects are on hold and they're in the same boat that we are and then of course our poor restaurants just so why what that was super uplifting little pep talk there what yeah. was that about justin why'd mm. why'd you let me do that way to go what, carrie maybe we should do something different we should do the fire the board justin can we do that <laughs> yeah let's do fire the board all right william so fire the board is a segment okay. we do to end the podcast it is a series of rapid fire questions we're going to try to get some, some fun questions for you and fire the board for anybody that doesn't know is a kitchen term that's used to uh, any outstanding food that needs to be prepared and sent off to the dining room. Uh, if it's all done at once, uh, the chef or the expo person will say, fire the board, and that means cook everything, fire everything, get everything ready, get everything out to the dining room, and everybody's hair is on fire. So in that in that vein, we will approach these questions with the same um, right. enthusiasm and, and vigor. So, uh, Carrie, you want to lead it off with the first question? Okay, so we're, we're dying to know, what TV show are you binge-watching right now? Rachel Maddow. All right, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite food? This is going to sound crazy. Fried potatoes with a lot of onions and pepper. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's not crazy. <laughs> good to me. Yeah, that is good. So, uh, remember when we used to go on vacations? What's your favorite vacation spot? I have been spending more time in my Bible. Going back to what you said earlier, uh, been fixed a lot of stuff around the house. What's the last good book you read? I am reading a book right now that has captured my attention only because of what's going on in the world. It's called uh, Christ in Crisis. Uh, the book is mainly about having Christ dictate what politicians do versus politicians dictate what religion should do. Wow, that's got to be fascinating. Yeah, for real. Justin, your question. All right, I have another uh, another surprise question. Okay. When uh, everything is lifted, every life, everything is back to normal, all life is back to normal, what is the first thing that you are looking forward to doing? Skinny dipping. <laughs> all right. In the neighborhood pool? 
in my pool. <laughs> Right. Well, dude, you don't have to wait for that. You can just, I, you I, know, I didn't know I, you had a pool. Yeah, I just built it. That's probably half my headache. That's why, why I'm growing this beard. But Justin, no, you know, I, I look at life now, and I had time, a lot of time to reflect. If I get out of bed in the morning, I am so good, so good. Uh, nothing else matters. And whatever I do, I'm going to take joy in it. And, and, and keep moving. I don't care if it's cutting the grass or going to a movie or hugging my wife. If I get out of bed in the morning, life is good. It's good perspective. That That is, it, it's true of William because whenever you're working with him or meet him at a trade show, he, he is having, like learning is fun for him. Meeting people is fun for him. Learning people everything you do it, i think when when you're disappointed by a product or something or a person it's when they take away joy from either your teammates or you because if if your teammates aren't happy then then you get a phone call yeah so i i think that's probably that's probably the you know it's not challenges you're fine with challenges it's things that that really steal joy yeah, that, you know, and for me, it's, am I doing the right things for humanity? Am I giving of myself to humanity? Am I being humble and being unselfish? These are the things that are important today. I've lived my best life. Just trying to end the life on a good note. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a wonderful human being. It's my honor to know you, for sure. Justin. Oh, okay. Is it yeah. my turn? Okay, well, this is this, this is truly all the things that we've talked about. I feel like this next question is really the most important. Justin knows what's coming. Peanut butter, crunchy or creamy? Creamy. Mm-hmm. All right, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> didn't see it. Crunchy? <laughs> I mean, that's the right answer, but, you know, you like what you like, so I don't know. Uh, when I was I coming up, as, when I was coming up as a kid, I, I, it was crunchy. Yeah, you know, see, I swapped. I swapped. Yeah, Justin. Um, now I think you alluded to this earlier, so I'll ask the question a different way: coffee or tea? And if your answer is coffee, then how do you take your coffee? I take my coffee with a half a pack of Splenda, and my favorite is coconut cream creamer. Okay. You see that company either, Gary? So, well. I don't get to drink coffee. Um, I do love coffee. But when you said Splenda, I thought, oh, my gosh, you and my husband with the Splenda. But he doesn't drink flavored coffee. So because he, he has a he has a he has a sweetener, artificial sweetener for tea and a different one for coffee. So we oh. are uh, a three art. We are a three sweetener house. Just Ooh. there you go. Big, big news. Big, big, big breaking news. It's going to be on Politico very soon. (laughs) Clement's household. Three sweeteners. (laughs) All right. So what song do you listen to that you're embarrassed to admit that you listen to? Like you singing in the car, but you don't want people to know. Now you got to tell us. It's the rules. (laughs) Oh, what? I'm I'm almost 65, so I don't care if anybody knows. (laughs) (laughs) Um... You know, I am a I am an old R and B guy, and so 
I go back to a lot of music, and I and, and, and so I, I'm a guy that likes variety in everything I do, and so I sing a variety of different stuff. Now, what po- people probably don't know, growing up, I used to listen to hard rock. No. Uh, wow. Yeah. Because where I, where where I grew up at, I was introduced to it. You know, so I don't know if you remember groups like Humble Pie and. Oh yeah. Um, no. Humble Pie, Justin. Thirty days in the hole. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> you know, and so uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, I used to listen to a lot of that stuff, um, but I was introduced to a lot of different genres, um, and so I do listen to those, but. Old loving basement party slow grooving movie songs. I, I love. Uh, I'm romantic as a heart, you know. So, yeah, you are. And so <laughs> that's 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 what that's what I sing to. I love it. That's a good that's a good stopping point. Yes. Upbeat and and all about love. Thank you for listening to the Food Service for Thought podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And a big shout out to Forbes, Heaver, and Wallace and everyone on the team for producing the first ever food service rep-driven podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, and go eat out at your local restaurant or grab some takeout or delivery, even if you are just in the mood for some apps or dessert. Every bite helps.